Victory Studios in downtown Little Rock. This is Capital View. Good Sunday morning to you and welcome into Capital View. I'm Mallory Brooks. Thanks for joining us this morning. Congressman French Hill is back in Arkansas during a brief recess. He joins us in studio this morning on Capitol View. Thank you for joining us Thanks, today. Mallory. Thanks for the invitation. A lot of things happening in Washington. I want to begin with a big story, really a devastating story that we will be talking about for some time. The two mass shootings that happened now two weeks ago. Um, you recently put out a statement saying we are in a dark place in our civil society. What needs to be done at this point? Well, I said that because I, th I think I share the feelings of so many people in the country about what we've seen with addiction, losing 75,000 people a year to addiction, the rate of suicide, our challenges with our veterans and veteran suicide, these mass uh, killings that we've experienced over the last uh, few years, and then just the rampant violence in our urban areas. I feel like we're in a dark place. And I said that I hope that we could all come together for enhancements to public safety, uh, enhancements to uh, life. I think all of us are the antidote to a better environment on social media, working together to find solutions to some of these challenges. Uh, so uh, I was down about it and I called on the president to bring civic leaders and religious leaders to the White House and have almost a summit for uh, not only prayer for coming out of that darker place, but ideas on how to heal our, our, our society. What are some of those ideas in your opinion that need to be done? Well, I think a lot of it, we are an antidote on social media. We've talked about social media and the anger that's built up there, the resentment that's built up there. I think all of us have a responsibility individually to model good behavior on social media. I think our elected officials from the president to members of Congress have a high standard to model good behavior in their civil discourse. That I think lowers the tone. On substance, there are things that we can do to enhance public safety. I appreciate Governor uh, Hutchison and the president having school safety as a priority this year as we go into a new school year. Our schools are better prepared for having a safer place for our kids. School started this past week for most of Arkansas. You have kids that now some of them have bulletproof backpacks at this point. The gun control debate continues to come up every time these, this happens. What are, what are your views on gun control? Well, I think we can do more than we have on background checks. Uh, we've proposed in Congress a fusion system where the FBI works with local law enforcement to try to identify people that are uh, potentially at risk. We changed the law in 2016 for people who are a danger to themselves or others to make it easier for them to get mental health treatment for the law enforcement to work with them. We uh, passed money to improve the background check system. We had one of the uh, great crimes out in Sutherland Springs, Texas. The person had a dishonorable discharge, but they weren't in the background check system because the states aren't spending the money to load that data in. If we want a safer environment, we need to make sure everyone who's currently prohibited from access to a deadly weapon are in the background check system. I want to talk about a meeting that you recently had with Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott Jr. You had a roundtable discussion talking about opportunity zones. Tell us exactly what this means for Arkansas and what the plan is at this point. Well, in the uh, president's tax reform plan that lower rates for Arkansas family, cut taxes on business to encourage business to come back to the U.S., there was a provision called Opportunity Zones, which over a 10-year period eliminates capital gains tax if you make investments in our toughest census tracts, where we have the most poverty. And I was pleased to partner with uh, Mayor Scott 
to bring policymakers from Washington to work with community leaders on how do we get investment in those zones, how do we take advantage of it. What I like about this proposal in the tax bill is it extends those benefits to businesses. Mm -hmm. Many times real estate has gotten these tax breaks if you build homes or apartments in a low income area. But this allows us to locate businesses in those areas, employ people, and they get a tax benefit. And so right now, I know you had this meeting. What came out of this last meeting with um, Mayor Scott? Mayor Scott's formed a task force here in Little Rock to take advantage of the major zones here that extend from the airport all the way to uh, the university corridor to find ways to work with the private sector and to encourage that investment. Okay, U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement continues to be a hot topic on yep. Capitol Hill. Where are we in the negotiations taking place? Is progress being made? Yes. So President Trump wanted to renegotiate NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. He got that done over the past two years. It's now ready to go before Congress and be approved by the House and Senate. I support it. It is an improvement over NAFTA. It will help Arkansas farmers and Arkansas producers. But it's being held up right now by Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House, who's still pressing President Trump for changes. Mexico's approved it. Canada has approved it. I think for our economy and for all of our producers and for the 100,000 people in Arkansas that are employed because of USMCA, I want to get it through the House this fall. What do you expect? Do you expect it to go through? I do. I don't see how the speaker will stand in the uh, way of this deal, which is a big improvement, will help uh, the United States be more competitive, and is a good replacement for the old 25-year-old North American Free Trade Agreement. Anything else in Washington we should keep our eye on that will be happening over the next few months? Well, we've got this two-year deal on spending, uh, which uh, I supported reluctantly because it fully completed the buildup in the military that had gone through a 10-year decline, and that's important to Little Rock Air Force Base and Camp Robinson. So that's important to get those final spending bills uh, completed, but I hope that we can persuade President Trump and leaders in Congress to figure out ways to uh, address mandatory spending programs that are now 72% of our budget. I, I think it's no secret that uh, we are seeing a lot of division at this point, which you've always seen in politics, but right now yep. it just seems to be getting nasty. Can we ever come back where people can meet in the middle at some point? Well, we get a lot of bipartisan work done mm -hmm. in Congress, and you know that from covering it closely. Mm -hmm. But if people just watched uh, nightly cable television between mm -hmm. 7 p.m. and 11 p.m., you would never know that. But we've compromised and gotten funding for border security and mm -hmm. for border humanitarian purposes. We've compromised and gotten the kind of defense, uh, defense readiness money that we need. So we do this. Uh, but you're right, for 240 years we've fought, but America always comes together on the important issues mm -hmm. and we just have to keep working at it individually and collectively as parliamentarians. You're right. There are good things being done. Yeah. They're just not always talking about, Not always talked about. I think that needs to change completely, but still a, a long way to go with several issues. I want to circle back on quickly about social media. You talked about it earlier yeah. and how you think that makes a big impact. Recently, a Missouri senator introduced something that would limit social media, um, trying to get people and, and companies to take away the addictive features of social mm -hmm. media. Could that happen and would it make a difference? Well, you've seen Twitter and Facebook uh, report to you your screen time mm -hmm. now. It comes up on your, your mobile device or your computer. 
I think this is an issue for personal responsibility. If you're a kid in the 60s, your parents limited your TV mm -hmm. watching, said go outside and play. If you were a kid in the 90s, your parents probably limited your uh, music listening or your video game mm -hmm. playing. We need to make sure people use personal responsibility when it comes to social media in tone and total amount of, of time consumed. Congressman Frenchill, thank Thanks, you Mallory. for joining us Great on Capitol View. We appreciate you for making time for us, and we are back after a quick break. You are watching Capitol View on Sunday morning. We'll be right back. Watching Capitol View, Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas. Welcome back to Capitol View on the Sunday morning. Many laws approved during the 2019 session now in effect to break down some of these. Dr. Joe Thompson, president and CEO of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement, joins us to break them down. Thank you for joining us on Capitol View. A lot of changes coming. Um, some of those people may not even realize, starting with one that will affect a lot of people, toughening texting while driving restrictions. What have we seen changed here? Well, we had restrictions on texting. You were not supposed to be texting in school zones or in work zones. The legislature has now expanded that statewide across all roads. It is now illegal to be texting while you're driving. It's a primary offense. An officer can pull you over and give you a minimum $25 ticket for that unsafe driving practice. Okay, so everywhere, not just school zones anymore. Not just school zones everywhere. This was somewhat controversial, mm -hmm. but I think when you think about two cars coming together at 140 miles an hour closing speed, you want both drivers with their eyes on the road. Absolutely, and we're seeing so many problems now with texting and driving, so it's good to see they're cracking down on that. Something we saw debated at the Capitol quite a bit. We talked about PBMs, also known as pharmacy benefit managers. The new laws restrict the pricing practices of PBMs. What exactly does this mean? So this is one of the complex areas in our healthcare system. The PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers are kind of the middlemen between the pharmaceutical companies that make the drug and the pharmacies where people receive the drug and th that middleman has been a black box the legislation leads in the nation it makes our insurance commissioner have the authority to actually unbundle how the pricing structure works and hopefully try to drive lower prescription prices for us all okay another um, topic speaking of pharmacists a law now allows pharmacists to dispense tobacco cessation products without a doctor's prescription what exactly are these cessation products we're talking about? So there are various types of cessation products, nicot nicotine patches, mm -hmm. uh, lozenges, gum, other efforts. Uh, there are also some medications that do require a prescription uh, uh, to help you quit smoking. Tobacco use continues to be the number one killer in our state. We have mm -hmm. one in four Arkansans that use tobacco. This was an effort to raise the accessibility of tobacco cessation products so that when somebody decides they want to quit, they mm -hmm. don't have to wait for a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. Their pharmacists can help them at that point in time. That's good to know. Okay, let's talk about electric scooters, a hot topic that we've talked about now that we have them here in Arkansas, giving local government authority to regulate these. Well, if you live here in Little Rock, you remember the summer of 19 as the invasion of the green scooters. Mm -hmm. They are everywhere and, and going uh, lots of places. They're actually fairly fast. Uh, mm -hmm. I got on one and it'll move. They say that you're supposed to have a helmet on, but what this does is it gives local municipalities control to put rules in place. At one point in Little Rock, the scooter said don't ride it on the sidewalk and the city ordinance said don't ride it on the street. Oh, so, wow. so we had a conflict. This gives the local municipalities control, control of their streets and their, and their sidewalks. Good to know. Those are very popular. 
Okay, let's move on. Creating the position of a state farm to school coordinator. What is this position? So one of the things that Healthy Active Arkansas and the team that has been working on for a number of years, even predating that, has been helping students learn where food comes from and how to have fresh fruits and vegetables back into their meal frame. Arkansas used to grow most of the strawberries for central part of the United States, mm -hmm. and we've kind of lost that knowledge. This actually puts a coordinator back in the agriculture department to help local farmers be able to bridge and source their food into local schools. So it's an economic development opportunity as well as a health opportunity for our kids. Okay. Also, speaking of schools, reporting the number of exemptions from vaccination requirements. Now a new law. So our state has requirements for vaccinations against common uh, childhood illnesses, including measles, which we've had a national resurgence nationwide. Uh, schools are required to have vaccinations records on their kids. There is an exemption process, but parents don't know how many kids at their school are exempt, and therefore that may be placing their child at more risk, particularly if the child has an immune problem, has cancers, on certain therapies. So this actually raises awareness about what the vaccination rate is mm -hmm. and will be an important piece of information for parents to ask their school about. Absolutely. This is something we want to touch on now. We want to talk to you more in the future extensively because this does not go into effect until September, but certainly an important topic. We're talking about the age limit of vaping and other tobacco products. You say that's being raised. The legislature passed a piece of legislation largely in response to the invasion of our high schools and even junior high schools of vaping products, Juul, e-cigarettes, mm -hmm. others, that raises the purchase age for vaping products and tobacco to age 21. That will go into effect next month in September, and I think that'll be an important communication need uh, for folks, because now if it's age 21, no uh, public school student below 18 years of age should have it. Mm -hmm. uh, so this will give a new tool for superintendents, for parents, for others to try to keep their youth from starting down an addictive pathway. Talking to you earlier, you gave a statistic that was startling about how many young people are using this. I had no idea. The CDC reports, and I think this is really important for parents to talk to their kids about, even if they don't suspect, and to raise their awareness. The CDC reports that 28% of children in high school use a vaping product on a daily basis. Wow. That's almost one in three. That's very troubling to hear. And, and these are not safe products. While for a 50 or 60 year old that smokes quite a bit, to move to an electronic cigarette mm -hmm. as an attempt to quit is one thing. For a youngster to actually start on a Juul pod, uh, or a Juul for which the pod contains the same nicotine as a whole pack of cigarettes that they can smoke in 15 minutes, we're already starting to have some medical emergencies in schools across the state last year, and we anticipate more this year. Well, we are actually, we reported a story at our station this week about a young person um, at a high school that had drugs inside the vaping product. This is something we had never heard of either. That's a possibility. These are electronic products that burn what you put in them. Some of them are more contained, like the Juul uh, uh, uses the little pods, but some of the e-cigarettes, you can add other flavors, other substances uh, to actually aerosolize, burn, and inhale. Good to know that that age is going up. Uh, we're going to raise it up, and I think it'll be an important support mechanism for both schools and parents across the state. And Dr. Joe Thompson, President, CEO of the Arkansas Senator Center for Health Improvement. Thank you for joining us Glad on Capitol View. We appreciate you. And when we come back, we take a look at the top political headlines. You're watching Capitol View on Sunday morning. You're watching Capitol View, Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas.
Welcome back to Capitol View. Here's a look at your top political headlines of the week. The race for the White House made its way to Arkansas. Presidential candidate and Democratic Senator from Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar, made several campaign stops in Little Rock. Gun reform remained one of her biggest talking points. She told supporters there needs to be a better balance between safety and Second Amendment rights. Senator Klobuchar calls it an issue that shouldn't just be highlighted by mass shootings, but also gun violence that happens every day in Arkansas. Uh, you have the seventh highest death rate from firearms. Um, and of course, in all those statistics, there's a person, there's a family, there's a community. She called this campaign stop part of a push to win over conservative voters. However, a spokesman for the Republican Party of Arkansas says Klobuchar's message isn't going to resonate with Arkansans. They sent us a statement saying, quote, Democratic presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar came to Arkansas to woo potential Democrat donors and to discuss her plan to infringe upon the Second Amendment with a litany of gun control policies, end quote. A crowded Democratic field is getting a new face now from Arkansas. Fort Smith attorney Mosey Boyd says she's running for president. Boyd owns True Grit Law Firm and runs the River Valley Economic Development Council. She's already campaigning in Iowa. She also says she will speak at a forum held by the Iowa Federation of Labor on Wednesday. Boyd says she's running to reunite our country by focusing on shared values. We all have great ideas for our nation. We all love our nation. And now's a good time to, to uh, reach out to our friends and family who are on the other side of the aisle and listen, you know, listen. I might actually learn something. Boyd said she'll be back at the Iowa State Fair this weekend to campaign. President Trump held a campaign rally in New Hampshire Thursday. Thousands attended the president's Keep America Great rally at Southern New Hampshire University on Thursday night. New Hampshire is a key state for the president as he lost to Hillary Clinton there in the 2016 general election. During the rally, President Trump discussed a number of topics, including the economy, guns, and the 2016 election. All you have to do is say, China, how you doing? They're not too happy. They're not too happy. They're losing millions of jobs. The tariffs are working, and they're eating the tariffs, by the way. There's no price increase. At one point, the rally was interrupted by protesters. The Department of Labor says federal contractors can use religion in deciding who they want to hire or fire, and it's already creating controversy. Our Washington, D.C. correspondent reports the move overturns years of previous protections. The Department of Labor says any company that wants to contract with the government should be able to do so without fear of compromising its religious principles. But opponents say the Trump administration is turning a blind eye to discrimination. It allows anyone who is a federal contractor who wants to discriminate on the basis of religion to do so. David Stacy of the Human Rights Campaign worries federal contractors will be able to fire or refuse to hire people who don't align with the company's religious outlook, in particular LGBTQ employees. Well, one in four Americans works for a company that's a federal contractor, so this is having will have a vast impact on the economy. Under an Obama-era executive decision, federal contractors have been prohibited from citing religious exemption when it comes to making hiring decisions. But this new rule would essentially carve out an exemption to that. As support, the Labor Department cites recent Supreme Court decisions, in particular the Hobby Lobby case, which exempts private companies from laws that conflict with their religious beliefs. 
but we do believe this is constitutional. Mary Beth Waddell of the Family Research Council says the rule is not discriminatory. Instead, it provides all companies with equal protection. To ensure that faith-based employers can be on a level playing field with all other employers when it comes to their ability to contract with the government. The published proposal is on hold for 30 days so the public can weigh in, as opponents of the rule threaten to challenge it in court. Reporting in Washington, I'm Trevor Shirley. Well, a big promotion for our Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin, but it doesn't involve a shift in political office. A ceremony was held at the Arkansas State Capitol to recognize the promotion of Tim Griffin to the rank of Colonel in the United States Army Reserve. Griffin has served in the military since 1996. He was sworn in this week in front of dozens of Arkansans, including the governor of the state and U.S. officials. He took to the podium. Here's what he had to say about his time serving. People are ultimately what it's all about. They're really what it's all about. And so I encourage everyone, everyone who has an opportunity to serve, even if it's not your full-time deal, think about the Guard, think about the Reserve. He was officially promoted to the position and confirmed by the U.S. Senate back in December of 28. And we are back to wrap it up right after this. You're watching Capitol View on Sunday morning. We're watching Capitol View. Sunday morning talk focused on the political scene in Arkansas. And that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are back with an all new Capital View next week. Have a great rest of your weekend.